DMX was that dude. DMX is the only rapper that cuss you out in one minute and then pray in the next minute. And man, could that man pray. DMX was actually the first rapper I've ever heard pray. Yeah, I've heard different artists talk about God, talk about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or to whomever they may believe in, whatever religion they may follow. I've heard them acknowledge it maybe at an award ceremony when they were accepting their trophy, or maybe during an interview when asked, they could bring about stories about how they grew up in the church or here or there. And I'm talking about in my time. Since then, there have been many uh, that are very public and out there with with who they believe in and, and their faith. But DMX was the very first person, very first rapper that I ever saw just come out and, and praise God and break down in tears and, and pray on his very first album. <laughs> DMX was who he was, and I respected that he walked in his own power, and his own truth, in his own story. I respect the fact that he wasn't afraid to be himself. Never. At the worst of the worst and the best of the best, he was who he was. This episode is, is special and... I'm doing this intro after I've already recorded the rest. So I, I feel a, more settled and more calm and relaxed at, at this point. It's a tremendous loss. I can only imagine what his family and friends and people who really know him are experiencing. I'm just coming from the viewpoint of a fan, a super fan. So I'll let you go ahead and listen to the episode. And if you're a fan, <laughs> rock out. Continue to, to share his music. Let him live on. Continue to be inspired by the journey. It's the big picture journey that is just so amazing and so incredible. But check out the episode. Let me know what you think about it. Okay, um, I was debating whether or not I would do a podcast episode on this subject just because, um, you know, there are so many people that do things for clickbait, speak on certain subjects just for attention or, you know, because it's trending and I didn't want anyone to take this episode as that and it's sad right that we kind of have to think about our actions because how other people may perceive our, perceive our intentions but anyway at the end of the day I decided I did want whew, to do an episode while it's fresh um and on my heart, and I'm just going to speak on it. <sighs> I feel it should be, 
how it should be done in my own way. Today's April 9th, 2021, and my favorite rapper, DMX, um, has passed away. The announcement is official, and whew, just so many emotions. And I'm already an empath <laughs> for people who know me, don't know me. Like, I could see a stranger on the street crying. And then I'll start crying or I could just be minding my business somewhere, have a thought, not really know where the thought is coming from or where the emotion is coming from and just have a feeling and just start crying naturally. Um, So with the passing of somebody that I admire and I've literally legit have been a fan of for so long, it definitely, it hits a spot. It hits a spot. Um, there are very few, I guess, celebrities, celebrity passings um, that have affected me because you'll hear people say, oh, well, you don't really know them in real life and worry about the people in your own circle, worry about your friends, worry about your family. But I think it's natural for people to feel emotionally connected or tied to people they don't really know, people that they have watched grow and and endure certain things. So enough with the explanations. I'm just going to speak on it. This is not the usual podcast structure. This is something I would have done on the opposite month because I do creativity tips and wisdom one month and then on the opposite month I would do interviews and just what I call specials where I just speak my mind and say anything so this would be a special but I'm just gonna talk about it now (laughs) I I can't even concentrate I'm at work I just took my lunch break and I'm just like whoo let me get this out So let's start at the beginning with me. And this is how I view DMX. This is personal to me. I can't speak for anybody else's experience. No, I don't know him personally. No, I've never met him. Shook his hand. Anything. This is just me being a fan and what I take from the legend, the icon, DMX. Rest in peace to DMX. As a small child, I was never heavy into music. Yeah, there are a couple songs that I liked and enjoyed, but I I wasn't really into it like that. Um, my sister is a couple years older than me, and she was definitely the, the music head. And I remember she was always watching MTV. And then when BET came into the fold, it was MTV, BET on rotate, back to back to back to back. And I didn't want to watch that kind of stuff. I wanted to watch my goofy, nerdy cartoons and all the kitty stuff that, that I liked and I enjoyed. So I wasn't necessarily into music, didn't really like dancing. Not really. But I remember the first time I saw the video for Get At Me Dog. I just remember sitting in a chair 
I think I had a a book in my hand or a magazine and I just hear that beat. (laughs) Come on. And if you're not familiar with it, go to YouTube or Google Get At Me Dog and listen to how that song starts. In that moment, I'd never heard anything like that before. And it caused me to turn my head and look at the television. And there I see this black and white video with a bunch of flashing lights. And there's this guy on stage ripping it. I had never seen that kind of energy before. I had never experienced that kind of sound before. And he was he was screaming. His voice was so raspy, so full of energy. And he was barking. <laughs> and I remember just wondering, who is that guy? And I remember listening more intently to the lyrics. I listened to the lyrics and I just vibed out. I totally vibed out. And I became an instant fan. Just like that. Whatever this man was doing, I wanted to to listen in. I wanted to follow. And the very first album I ever, ever owned was DMX. It's dark and hell is hot. Now, I'm a young child at this point. I didn't have a job. So I asked my father. We went to Kmart. That was like the hot spot. Shout out. Shout out to the 90s. Anybody who remembers Kmart. I know I'm dating myself, but me and my dad would take trips to Kmart. It was the fun, exciting trip because I could always kind of get my dad to buy me something. So I remember in my mind, I already knew it's dark and hell is hot is out and I want this album. And it was on cassette tape, cassette tape. (laughs) I'm dating myself. Yes, cassette tape. And I remember walking him over to the cassette station, picking out it's dark and hell is hot. And now I'm thinking about it. Like, how did I know that the album was out? Because at that time, there was no social media. Everybody didn't have a computer at home. We didn't have a computer at home yet. But I would look at magazines. I was always up to date on that. And you know what? I was a huge radio head. And I still love radio. I would sleep to the radio. Wake up to the radio. (laughs) Eat lunch and dinner to the radio. Riding on the school bus, there was the radio. And so I would listen to when albums would come out and listen to reviews. And I was always curious about how singles were charting. And I would actually look up the Billboard uh, entries to see where certain artists and songs placed. I was very heavy into that as I grew to love music. And it started with DMX. The very first person I was a mega 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 fan of was DMX and as I said that was the very first album I ever had now (laughs) anybody who's familiar with DMX content it is very extreme very explicit looking back I know these are songs that weren't appropriate for my age at that time songs I shouldn't have been listening to had no business listening to but I did I did. And me going through my own experiences of pain and rage in my own right as a young child, 
because children do experience anger and frustration and rage and pain. And sometimes people don't want to acknowledge that. Like I remember, and I'm not going to make this about me, but I remember at a time feeling stressed as a child and being laughed at. How could you be stressed? You don't work. You don't do anything. You just get up and you go to school. Food is laid out for you. Clothes are given to you. You basically have to get up and go to school. That's nothing to be stressed about. These are words that were said to me. But then I would listen to DMX, hear him wilding out, speaking his mind. Yeah, he was cussing. He was yelling. He was just letting it all out. And I took that and I just said, wow. And being the creative and the writer that I am, it made me feel like I could write about any and everything and I could express myself freely and not give a crap <laughs> and not give a crap about what anybody had to say about it. Not give a crap about what anybody had to say about it. Not give a crap about how anybody felt about it. That's what DMX is for me and always was for me. And my phone is going off. I apologize for all the little sounds. Um, it's crazy because people are actually texting me, asking me if I'm okay. Because <laughs> they know, they know. Like, just the, I don't even know what to call it. But yes, so I always admire his passion um, the fact that he was so authentic, the fact that he told his own story, his own dark stories, and at the same time, he could celebrate life. He evolved in his career. He's a success story for those who know his battle with drug addiction you know, in and out of jail. There are things that he has done that many people don't agree with. Things that he's done or even said that many frown upon. But when I look at DMX, I look at somebody that has achieved a lot despite huge odds huge odds so many odds it's just been incredible to witness and it makes me feel like you know what am I complaining about keep pushing keep doing my own thing keep writing what I write how I want to write it keep fighting DMX kept putting out music and putting out music and putting out music. And he's had a lot of number one records, multi-platinum records. But even when the sales slowed a bit, he was still putting out music, putting out work. And I love that. I love that being in and out of rehab never... Never made his 
I guess, passion for music stop. And he would put himself in front of the people. He would pop up in different things such as movies, even if it was just for a little clip. He could make light out of some of the bad situations that he's been in. He was really funny. If you watch any interviews that he's done, it's hilarious. It's, it's so much more. And I think I'm still going to just leave this episode like this because this is just my pure, raw emotion. I see, and this is something that I do in general. I tend to look at the good in people before anything, which I think I've said before on an episode or two that that can be a flaw, a flawed, uh, a trait for me. Because I'm always looking for that good, for that thing to celebrate. I see so much greatness in DMX's story, his triumphs. And if you don't know, you can look it up, you can research it, you can hear the stories from his mouth, which I'm grateful for. The many opportunities that he's been able to share his story and reflect It's just, it's been a true inspiration. And even up until his death, you know, he had been sharing that he was working on new music. He was still going. And so, salute. Salute to the legend. I know this episode is all over the place. Like, literally, I've been boohooing. <laughs> Tissues and all. Eyes are going to be puffy in the morning, I'm sure. But I'm really grateful, and I think I said this on Twitter. Um, I'm really grateful to be part of that generation that has been able to witness such a talent full force. You know, I think in different generations, there are different talents, whether it's musician or athlete or whatever. Or whatever, because there's so many different things. So many different areas of talent. You know, it's not just entertainment. But there are certain figures, key figures, that is just amazing to have been alive to see. Those who got to go see Martin Luther King do his I Have a Dream speech. Or those who were able to go see Malcolm X speak. Those who have been able to be around for the height and the peak of Michael Jackson <laughs> to turn on the TV and see him moonwalk in real time. For those who are able to experience Michael Jordan at his prime, you know, for those who are able to be around for, for Ava DuVernay and all these in, incredible people, these different lawyers and doctors and and people really making waves. It's incredible. It's incredible. And I'm not going to drag this episode out too much further. I'm on my lunch break. And I actually do have to start work back up in just a couple minutes. So this episode is for the dog. This episode is for any and everyone who is unique. 
and shares their uniqueness, highlights their uniqueness, is not afraid to tell their own story. Somebody that commands respect. And that's another thing about DMX. Like, he just had this this presence. And it just seemed like no matter what he went through in his personal life, there was always this level of respect. You couldn't deny (laughs) how incredible DMX is or DMX was and will always be. And at the same time, still humble. (laughs) Still humble. (sighs) I hope this episode makes sense, but I had to get it out here. Long live the dog. Rest in peace. (sighs) And I'm I'm just grateful for the time that I had to witness his gift for all the albums, all the performances, all the interviews, all the content. (sighs) And that's it. Amen. And I loved how DMX put himself in front of the people, even in moments where Many would say that he shouldn't have. I'm pretty sure he has managers and people on his team that would see that he was under the influence or heavily stressed and emotional and probably say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that interview today. Maybe you shouldn't uh, be recorded today. But you can look for videos and see moments where DMX was clearly out of it. You could barely understand what he was saying. He just seemed so lost. Um, and confused but he still made the decision to put himself in front of the people and I think it's because he was comfortable showing people his life showing people his battles and struggles and showing the fight and to me that's just so beautiful where most people duck and hide at their low points he fought through and in my opinion, he shined through. So it's it's been really tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I cried a lot. A lot. Um, I didn't think, I, even as an empath, I, I didn't think I would be crying that much um, over the loss. But it's an incredible journey. And I draw inspiration from it. I draw many lessons from it just as a fan. And um, yeah, may may his soul rest. May his soul rest. I have a friend who survived uh, being in a coma for an extended period of time. So when I heard DMX was in a coma, I was like, he can make it. It's possible. I just knew it was possible. And I hoped he would come out all right, and I prayed. But I also prayed for, you know, God's will to be done. I think sometimes we want things for our own selfish reasons. Like, I want DMX to survive. He was working on new music. I wanted to hear that new album. I wanted to see him, you know, come back and make more movies. And and I wanted to have an opportunity to see him in concert It's really selfish when you think about it. At the end of the day, God gives us, I believe, 
God gives us all life. He gives us all a certain time frame and certain things to do within that time frame. And I pray that DMX did what he was supposed to do. He's definitely had an impact. He's definitely changed and shaped uh, the hip-hop culture. And he definitely has his footprint in the world. He was vulnerable. He talked about things that people don't talk about. He showed emotions that people usually don't show, especially males, especially males in hip-hop. And he did this years ago, over a decade ago, I'm talking about. So he really did open up the doors in a sense for people to just be themselves. I remember watching him on, I want to say it's Deaf Poetry Jam. DMX doing poetry is just, just an awesome, awesome experience. Long live the dog. So that was it. I got it out. It's funny. I think back to when I would blast DMX in my room as a kid. And then the first time my dad actually heard the music, he busted up in my room. And he's like, what is this with this foul language? (laughs) He couldn't believe what he was hearing, especially coming out of my room. Because I've had my whatever moments where I may have acted out in a sense, but majority of the time, I'm this this good kid with the good grades, the people pleaser, and uh, to hear DMX coming out and cussing and doing this and doing that, blasting from my room, I know he was shocked. He was also upset. He told me to turn that off, and I was like, well, you bought it, <laughs> and then he couldn't believe that he'd actually purchased this album for me um but yeah yeah I I remember those moments and I cherish those moments you know I have a bad day turn on that DMX get it out your system just get it out your system he just had that ability and that effect and I think it's incredible it really makes me look at myself as a writer you know, I just want to make sure that I'm writing responsibly. I'm I'm writing authentically, that I'm saying what I want to say, how I want to say it, that I'm not too wrapped up in what people may think about it or feel about it or interpret. That's what I gained. And um, <laughs> I'm going to definitely be doing my own little tribute and sharing little Clips of music. I might even make a little playlist and post it on my YouTube of some of my favorite DMX albums and favorite DMX interviews. And I've talked, I've spoken about him before. If you listen to the Greatest Rapper Alive episode I did with my friend Jay Swan, uh, where we talked about our top five that are alive. And, you know, I listed, listed DMX. So for those who want to show love and who want to just celebrate his life, I love it. I love it. Keep it going. Whatever it is you do, whatever your gift or your talent is, be the best you in that. Be the best you. And there's so much power in our stories. You know, for a lot of people, the connection to DMX is about the story, his story. The music was fantastic, but I feel that the person 
that I experienced, again, from a fan's perspective, the man was even more amazing than the art. The art was out of this world, but then to just hear, to hear DMX speak, to look at him, his, his expressions, his body language, it's just like you could feel him. You could feel him. So let that live on. Let that live on. Rest in peace to the dog. (laughs) Where are my dogs at? I'm right here, dog.